What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Geek Boutique. Uh, this week, what you're going to be seeing is the actual live feed from Instagram. Unfortunately, we got into the conversation, never clicked record. So we're going to use the actual feed from Instagram for you guys this week. It's actually an opportunity for you guys to see what the live stream actually looks like while we're doing it. So hope you enjoy this one. We'll be back next week for your regular podcast. And for those that are listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, you shouldn't hear a difference at all. Hope you enjoy this one. Well, let's get going here. Uh, thanks for uh, watching, everybody. You are on the Geek Boutique for, well, I guess Thursday, the 3rd of February. We're already in freaking February. Middle oh of God. winter here in Canada. Uh, we've much. got a couple of tonight. Uh, first of all, you know, as always, uh, returning back for, I don't know, a millionth time, Mr. Messiah Complex Cosplay. What's going on, Jeff? It just feels like a million because <laughs> that's the effect I have on other humans. Um <laughs> I got a new custom shirt, by the way, I'm not wearing it today. I'm wearing my Washington Saviors Negan shirt, but I got a new custom shirt that says, the people that tolerate me, those are the real heroes. So I, 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 I have to wear that on the next podcast for sure. It's very, very fitting. I have so many custom shirts. It's so, so stupid. You're you guys are the real heroes tonight for the next hour. You guys are definitely the real heroes. Uh, yeah, things are well. Yeah, things are great. Uh, other than being snowed in and, and not having a whole lot of work at work, based on what I do, there's not a lot of trucks coming in, so... Other than that, it's been super swell. What about you, JS? How are you? Doing good. Uh, we're not snowed in as much as I was iced in this afternoon. Uh, we got a little bit of freezing rain up here last night. <clears throat> so that was a lot of fun. That's good. Uh, joining us for the first time. Now, the dork side, Victoria, you've basically been live mm -hmm. with us on every single podcast that we've gone live. Uh First time on the show, first of all, welcome to <laughs> the Geek Boutique. It's nice to meet <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing right now. I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah, it looks it's especially good on up the in here. Yeah, yeah. Like the roof. That's what it's called. Uh, and, you know, our resident expert for today's chat, well, hello. Marianne Hypergate Cosplay. Hi. Marianne, how yeah, are you doing? I can be during these snowstorms and pandemic times. Yeah, I'm good. I'm happy mm -hmm. to be here. How's the, uh, the egg oh, container yes. doing? Um, it is, it's a process. <laughs> I have <laughs> it and we built it four <laughs> times so far, and it's not working out. No. Oh my goodness. But we're fine with it. So for those, for those that are watching, if you don't know who Marianne is, you're missing out. You need to be following her on Instagram. Uh, she has a crazy frog lady cosplay from The Mandalorian Season 2. Uh, and now you're making the actual uh, egg. What's it actually called? Is I there a name the for it? incubator pack. But I, I don't actually know. There you go. Which is the little backpack that Grogu keeps stealing eggs from in the show. Uh, you should post some pictures or, or, or send me some pictures so I can see what That's you're good. doing and how you're building it. I would love to see that for sure. Tonight's topic, uh, and, and the reason why I'm saying Marianne's our, our, our expert here, is going to be around social media. Now, social media, again, before we started recording, me and Jeff were talking about the fact that 
you know, we're, we're old enough to have experienced days without social media. Um, now it's like people can't live without social media. I do. Marianne, you work in social media. Uh, you are the social media manager. Yeah. So I'm one, of, I'm one of the 20 social media get that right? managers at the college. Um, and I specialize in assisting the main Fanshawe account, but I also run the residence account. So, um, we, run, we have a Twitter um, that we just sunset, which means that we closed off because no one uses Twitter anymore at the college age, apparently, uh, says the college. But uh, we have a Discord server and uh, the Instagram and Facebook page that are our main focuses right now. So I want to read a little bit of a quote here um, that I got from, <clears throat> actually, a couple of very short paragraphs that I got from a, uh, I, I guess it's a blog that was written by Maryville University called The Evolution of Social Media, how it began and where it could go next. We'll talk about where it could go next. What I'm more interested about is where it began. So it says here, the evolution of social media has been fueled by the human impulse to communicate and by advances in digital technology. It's a story about establishing and nurturing personal connections at a scale. Something I want to come back to in a minute. According to Merriam-Webster, Social media is defined as a form of electronic communication such as websites of social networking and microblogging through which users create online communities to share information, personal ideas, messages, and other contents such as videos. Now, this is, this is where it got me. The 2019 Pew Research Center, I don't know who the Pew <laughs> Research Center is, but Pew Pew, uh, reports on social media. Why? Why am uh, I here? Why did I show up for this? I love it. <laughs> uh, so, so the Pew Research Center report on social media use in the United States showed that 72% of American adults use some form of social media. That was in 2019. That was before it was pre-pandemic. I can only imagine now that number's probably shot up even more. What's crazy is that in 2005, the year Facebook went live, that was wow. only 5%. So since 2005, We've gone from 5% of adults being on social media to now, well, in 2019, 72% of people being on social media. Now, I truly believe that social media has brought advancements in technologies. It's bettered our way of life. A lot of the reasons the development and how fast our internet is today is due to social media. But it's also ruined lives. Uh, it's people are addicted to social media. Um, there's a, so many, so much misinformation coming through social media. Um, there's really a good and a bad side of social media. So first of all, I want to get a quick story of all three of you. Uh, what social media means to you folks? How do you use it? What do you use it for? What is your social media experience in a nutshell? I, Victoria, why don't you get us started? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, um, it's, you know, a way that I express myself, um, like, with my, my cosplay account. Uh, I never, ever would have done that without social media. And I never would have been here without social media, because I probably wouldn't have met you guys. Um, and I also use it for school, communicating with classmates especially now that we have a pandemic going on. Um, yeah, I, I try not to use it too seriously um, because, you know, it's kind of just fake. 
in the grand scheme of things. Mm -mm. You're not wrong. <laughs> Great. Yeah, that's all I got. I mean, Marianne, I mean, obviously you've already told yeah. us you, already, you, you work in social media. Uh, beyond your job, what, what is your personal yeah, experience um, with social media? I was kind of brought into that age where um, AOL, MySpace, MSN, kind of the thing. Uh, that's when my journey with social media started. So at that point it was, yeah, I was connecting with friends from like camp and like sports teams in school um, just to kind of chat outside of those spaces. Um, when Facebook came into it, you know, I got, I joined, I think in like 2007, 2008 on Facebook. And that was more of like a, a journal or a way, like a blog almost to share what's going on with me and my family and my family across the world. So it's really nice to connect that way. Um, I started cosplaying in 2010 and that became more of like a, kind of like an album. I use it more for photos at that point is to just kind of document what's going on. What am I doing? Uh, showcasing what I have. Because at that point, social media wasn't huge for cosplayers. It really only skyrocketed for, like, our community in the past like, five, six years, really. Um, but, yeah, so I started out that way. Um, I also, uh, like Tori, I've met, made so many different friends through social media. Um, JS is one of them. Uh, I think I have a friendship with Jeff, technically, on Instagram, maybe. Um, same with Tori. So it's kind of nice to have those connections that way. Because um, I wouldn't meet half the people up otherwise so, yeah it's it's a love-hate relationship i you know you uh you talked about it a lot on the on the body positivity side of it as well earlier on in your past couple of podcasts but um there's there's a lot of good and bad in social media and i've seen both sides and obviously have to work around both sides quite a bit both personally professionally um and then on top of that as just someone who's going through the social media age um yeah so it's kind of double-edged sword, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about further down the road, but yeah, so it started out with like a personal, um, a personal like diary of sorts and ended up being a little bit more broader in terms of connection, uh, whether they're real or fake connections is kind of up to everyone else, but yeah, so I played along on different platforms, but that's kind of where it is for me. Yeah. Jeff, what about you? Uh, <clears throat> late adopter on a lot of it. I was very late coming to Facebook and then subsequently late getting into Instagram and I have a Twitter account, but I mean, I don't, I don't ever go to it. I never post there and I don't know what's happening. I don't know how to Twitter. I don't have discord. I don't have TikTok, So it's, I'm pretty rudimentary in my, in my usage. Initially, Facebook was there to stay in touch with family that I couldn't be close to. Uh, I have a lot of family out west and I have a lot of family out east and I'm in Ontario. So uh, it was that. And then when I started to see sort of what Facebook was becoming, less of a connectivity tool and more of a, I'm going to keep posting links and articles and I'm going to push my political agenda and I'm going to, you know, whatever the case may be, I started to fade back and back and back and then shifted the focus on Instagram when I became a cosplayer five years ago that's and even then i became a cosplayer i still didn't create an instagram account i was doing a lot of stuff through facebook and eventually i created an instagram account it was this little tiny baby account and then slowly but surely kind of started to grow through different cosplays i was doing that were popular at the time and now it's yeah i don't use twitter uh, i have my facebook basically locked out you can't post on my wall you can't tag me in things so it's it's very much there just to serve um my cosplay page on facebook because sometimes i'll get like gigs and stuff through there so i leave that up 
most of the work is done through Instagram, but even Instagram, I'm, I'm not using any, I used to post once or twice a day. Now it's once, once or twice a week. I feel like it, it, it really did start off as a tool for everyone to stay connected. And now it's become a tool for a lot of other things. And, and I feel like a lot of those other things are probably not great. And, and so I found myself kind of pulling back from it. I don't know. Maybe there's a solution. Maybe there's a, a different social media thing out there that would be better for me to use. Maybe I will get on TikTok and, and dance like a 20 year old, or maybe I'll, you know, get on I'm not just, I'm not besmirching 20 year olds down there. I see that look down there in your face. I'm not, I, Hey, I'm not besmirching 20 year olds. It's just, if I try to dance like a 20 year old, I'm probably going to break a hip or discord. Maybe that's the answer. I don't know. I don't know how any of that stuff works. I'm going to have to have my kids sit me down and, and teach me how to use it. So. What about you, JS? What's been your experience? I'm assuming fairly similar to mine. Very, very similar to yours, actually. Yeah. Um, I got in on Facebook uh, early-ish, but Facebook was always, for me, a way to connect and share mainly photos, family photos with well, my family and friends. Um, I'm originally from Quebec. My whole family is in Quebec, and a lot of my friends are over there. Uh, and my, my Facebook actually is still just my family and friends. If you try to add me on Facebook and I don't know you, or if you're just somebody that I happen to work with that I don't actually hang out with, you're not getting accepted on my Facebook. So, you know, I see people that have thousands and thousands of people, of friends on Facebook that they don't even know. I, I, I'm lucky if I've got 60 people on my Facebook. Instagram, on the other hand, was a little bit different for me because that was a way to share my pictures with the world. That's the way I saw it. Facebook was for me and my family. Instagram was for me to share pictures with the world, uh, whether it be drawings that I made, whether it be pictures of trips, and then subsequently, you know, cosplaying. Um, that That's really what I've used Instagram for. I, like Jeff, I have a Twitter account that I don't use. I don't, I hate Twitter. Uh, I feel like Twitter is a breeding ground for, I don't even know what to call it, people to just, trolls. Let's put it this way. It's a breeding ground for trolls. Uh, I just recently got on TikTok. Uh, I, I hated the idea of TikToks, and I, I kind of still do. But it's kind of funny to make some of them, so I kind of <laughs> get the appeal. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a huge social media person. Uh, I, I need to learn more about social media and how to take advantage of social media because Marianne, this is where I want to go with this a little bit. Um, social media has become, uh, uh, I mean, it's more than just social media now. It's a tool, like Jeff said. For, and for people, it's a tool to make money. It's a tool mm -hmm. to branding. It's a tool to whatever the case is, right? Uh, Tell us a little bit about how you guys are yeah, using your um, job. So right now, especially, it's really important because of the pandemic and a lot of people aren't on campus for work or school. Um, so right now, um, Facebook and Twitter would be for announcements or any sort of bigger, um, we call them like facility updates. So anything that's happening in the school um, right now because of this winter storm, they had a snow day. So like things like that would be announced. Um, or any deadlines or things like that. Instagram and TikTok for, and Discord for Fanshawe is very social and more community-based. So it's getting to actually know the students, getting to actually know the faculty and staff um, and interacting that way. So um, with that kind of comes the recruitment aspect of the college, which is kind of where they get their money, bread and butter. 
um, is mm -hmm. they are really showcasing through Instagram lives, through IGTV, through, um, it used to be Facebook lives back in when they first started out, but all of those different live streams, all those different avenues, um, Instagram reels are becoming very popular. Um, those types of things are what is recruiting students to come be at Fanshawe. So they're really, we're really using that as a tool to drive um, numbers because right now with the pandemic, people not blaming anyone at all, don't want to be um, coming to Fanshawe or coming to a college setting at all because it's all online or virtual anyway. So um, that college experience isn't necessarily a draw during a pandemic. So uh, right now everyone's working pretty hard on the social aspect of college um, through social media. So it's, it's commercials through something that's super attainable and easily accessible um, for the people that are at the college age, um, whether it be mature students or students coming right out of high school. So um, it's definitely, it started out as just updates becoming recruitment factors. And now it's a good balance, I think, between recruitment and social, but it's definitely, you can tell when you're, when they're trying to sell you, when anyone is trying to sell you, not just the college, but in general, um, on, on a topic or idea. So definitely, like, hey, apply now through this button. It takes you to another web page. It takes you to this and that. It's it's all driving force um, to get money to bring in business. So uh, you're definitely right. <laughs> Social media is taking a turn towards that. It's definitely uh, monetary based. Um, mm -hmm. and it's the same. Like even with uh, we'll talk about about that share too. But TikTok is all not all of it, but a lot of it is also driven by money too. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I guess what comes next for businesses on their side of social media, but also even artist profiles, like what, what's to say with us or, um, yeah, what's the future like? I don't really know, but right now, definitely, definitely commercialized. <laughs> I, I mean, social media has really turned into entertainment, right? I mean, it's, it's no longer just about connecting with people. It's, mm -hmm. it's full-blown entertainment now is what it is, right? Yeah. People will watch out. TikTok. Scrolling forever. I've done it. Sitting in bed, scrolling, and the first thing you know, like yeah. one in the morning, and you're still scrolling TikTok, right? Um, it, it is now become full blown entertainment. Um, I I I, I want to try to make two different points here, and I want to connect them a little bit together. Um, for one, this point that the first line of this article was saying about how social media is a story of establishing and nurturing personal connections at scale, I find it. A, that it's funny that social media started as a way to connect with people. And now, sure, you connect with people, but you don't know these people anymore, right? You connect with people you don't know. It's not about connecting with people anymore. It's about having friends or having a giant list of followers, right? Um, do you think that, and this is a point that this is where I want to go into the next point uh, that Jennifer was making here. Uh, let me read the comment, actually, and, uh, and I'll make the point. Uh, going off on what Jeff was saying from a few podcasts ago, social media has created a whole new set of rules of accessible, acceptable social interactions, and unfortunately, it does not mirror personal life at all. The fact that social media is no longer about actually connecting with people and building followers, do you think that that's changed the expectation of how we perceive Communic even a simple thing as communicating yeah. with other people. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think social media is very moldable. So 
everything's vacated until you can prove it otherwise. Um, so I think, yeah, I think it definitely, well, it makes me think about who I'm communicating with and is this the true, the true, I guess, roots of who I'm trying to communicate with. Um, yeah, because it, it's all for show, really. And to get those likes, to get those numbers, to get the followers, um, it always comes up at the end of the year when things like the top nine for Instagram, for example, you know, you're, you're looking at who's engaging with what the most and, and that is always a shareable thing where it becomes a trend and it comes to, well, hey, like, why is this person getting all these likes on this when, and then you start comparing yourself. It has a whole, a whole, whole <laughs> um, a big cycle. So yeah, I think, I think, um, whoever made that comment in the chat was totally nailing it with that. Victoria, what do you think? Uh, I agree. I mean, it's so easy to pretend like you're someone else on social media um, and grow that way. And that's not only being, you know, dishonest to your audience, but it's also being dishonest to yourself. And that can breed a lot of anxiety and that can lead to depression because you almost feel like you have to be someone else to be successful. Um, and that's horrible because I would say the opposite is the truth. Like it's always better to be yourself. That's how you get the attention and that's how you, you know, well, good attention, first of all, but that's how you sustain anything is by being truthful to yourself. Um, and social media makes it really easy to not do that. Yeah, I feel like the communication piece is, is taking a, a bit of a back step. And by a bit of a back step, I mean, I don't know if it's really even a communication venue anymore. Because I feel like when it first started, you were able to connect with people that maybe had common interests and shared common things with you that you would never otherwise it's not just three nerds in a basement playing Dungeons and Dragons that only talk to themselves. You can talk to thousands or tens of thousands or millions of nerds that are sitting in their basements playing Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I mean? Like it gave us a level of connectivity based on that common interest. And I feel like that piece is just, is just gone. Like most of my followers are cosplayers and most of your followers are cosplayers. So I'm not saying it's, it's not still the basis for the initial connection, but after that, it's putting out this facade that is mm -hmm. your social media persona, which has nothing to do with, and, and, it's, and it's in pursuit of either monetization or just many, many likes and follows or whatever. No one's, no one's posting the ugly photos. No one's posting the, this, this, this stupid videos. Like everybody is recycling content that's trending and, and seems to be working and, and everyone's doing it, not based on what they want to produce or what they want people to see, but what's popular, what's trending, what's going to get me the most views, the most likes, the most likes. So nothing seems genuine anymore at this point. It's all this weird facade that we're all putting on. Yeah, it's and, and virtue signaling is another big aspect of that too. Like people talking about body positivity. I've, I had people comment to me directly after my body positivity video talking about how they agree with me and I've heard them shaming other people for body issues. So. I feel like a lot of the virtue signaling is part of that facade too, where, oh, it's trendy to be against this, or it's trendy to be for this particular agenda. Meanwhile, in real life, you're not that person at all. So those are some of the dangers I find that are I, getting worse instead of better. I, I agree with that, Jeff, but I wanna, I, I wanna challenge you to the fact that, does, is the opposite even worse? Yep, Has so it what? normalized 
being an asshole. Is it okay now? Has, has social media made it okay for people to just be assholes to people they don't even know? Where they would never be an asshole to you. Let me tell you something. There's some of the comments that I see. These people would never make a comment like that to my face. I guarantee you they would, they would never step up to me like that, especially if they met me in person. But they are completely free to, you know, they'll make all the sorts of crazy comments online. Uh, and it's perfectly fine because, you know, I'm behind a, a screen, right? I'm behind a keyboard. Um, ha has that side been normalized a little bit where, and I think that's what Jennifer was maybe. Uh, yeah, 100%. Was the whole. On the Not small really scale, much. yes. No, you on know? the small scale, I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly. Individual people will message you individual terrible things. I think social media has done well with if a large-scale person says something awful and they have a giant platform, then they're going to get taken. There's going to be some accountability, right? Gina Carano, really, really good example. Wonderful actress, former MMA fighter, had an amazing character on The Mandalorian. We're never going to see her on that show again for awful, mm -hmm. awful, awful things she said on social media. So... On the one hand, do you get a DM from somebody that has 100 followers and they call you an asshole or, or, or they insult your body or whatever? Yeah, that, that's, that's part of this shit, part of social media. That person's not going to get taken to task. But if someone with 3 million followers calls somebody out and calls them something terrible or derogatory or racist or whatever, that person's going to get held accountable. So you're kind of, yeah, like everybody's mm -hmm. saying, everybody's comments, it's a double-edged sword, man. There's, People get too there's the good and the bad, right? It's fun. It's Yeah. It's funny you mention that because Uncle Deluxe Art, that's basically his comment. My biggest problem with social media these days, and particularly Twitter and YouTube, is the vitriol and toxicity. Mm -hmm. It gets ugly real quick. You're right. It's, it's crazy how, oh, I don't like what you're saying. I'm going to call you all sorts of names, and I'm going to tell you that you should die, and I'm going to tell you this and that. And Wait, what? All because I made a video with a different opinion than yours? And... And this is what, another thing I want to touch on because to me it kills me a little bit inside that when I make videos here on the channel, uh, the videos that are the most oh, – yes? Oh, yeah, the echo is getting really bad now, isn't it? The echo is getting worse, but I don't see the little live icon up. Uh, are you recording? Oh, I never even started recording us. <laughs> ah, that's okay. You know what? No worries. No worries I at will all. Use, I will use the video from okay. this. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Mac, make sure you save the video from this so we oh. can use it after the fact. Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, okay. no worries at all. <laughs> so maybe we should just be looking here then. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so used to seeing that little live, red live over the corner. I'm like, oh, it's not uh, there. I don't, I don't think we're... We did start recording. Yeah, anyway. way to make the point that we're, we're old men that don't know what we're doing. Well done, <laughs> yes. sir. Well done. We never said we knew what we were doing here. No, sure. uh, Anyway, to go back to the point I was trying to make, it kills me a little bit inside every time that I make a video and the videos that people watch and people like and comment on are the videos where I'm negative about something. So I'll give you an example. I made a video about how – I'm sorry, Tim. Tim's watching here. I know he's a huge fan. But I made a video about how I am absolutely hating season four of Discovery. I cannot stand it. Shame on you. Shame. And, and people are loving that Where's video. Weeks it had like 6,000 views. But I make a video on how great this other show is, and people get 30 views. I, I watch. Uh, I watch 
social media now to see the train wrecks more than anything else. Sometimes. I watch a guy called Steve Dangle. He does hockey uh, stuff for Sportsnet. And he runs two weekly shows. One's called Steve's Hat Picks. <laughs> and another, how dare you, sir, from Tim. Like, I think they're pretty nice. So, yeah, agreed. Uh, the wound is still fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve Dangle does two shows. One is called Hat Picks and one is called Dang It's. And the Hat Picks show highlights the great plays that have happened in hockey over the course of the week. And the Dang It's highlight the bloopers and the bad plays and the terrible plays. The Dang It's videos get twice the number of views as the Hat Picks. People want to see people losing their shit and being upset. And I have no idea why, but it's 100% a thing that people like to see. So I wanted to kind of throw a little bit, now that we're talking about like sort of getting some terribleness and experiencing terribleness, both uh, both Victoria and Marianne. Can you guys share without getting into detail, and I don't want to trigger you guys either, but as far as specific bullying events or specific things that people have said to you that have, you're both making a face like it's clearly happened to you. Can you guys share an experience that you've had that's that's kind of in line with what we're talking about? And if you don't want to get into details, I, I fully understand for the triggering aspect, but if you could do some broad strokes, that would help out a lot. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> um, mine are a wide range. Um, I get a lot of uh, body comments, things like uh, it kind of blends into all the other podcasts that we have had, but um, things like put your stomach away, why are you wearing latex, things like that, to um, why do you have social media, do you even think you're good, things like that. Um, I won't go into too, too much detail. A lot of um, misogynistic sexualization of things that shouldn't be sexualized, things I wasn't even trying to be sexy with, <laughs> um, to things that when I do try to be, display that confident side of myself, totally backfiring on me to the point that I get frustrated and start deleting, mass deleting things. Um, wide range, um, and that's publicly, privately, uh, my inbox is quite the hot mess express of uh, <laughs> a variety of comments and pictures being sent and um, unsolicited pictures being sent and um, a lot of invitations to things that I don't support or um, monetary donation invitations um, and requests and things like that, um, which um, not the platform for that, but also consent is good. Um, so <laughs> a wide variety, um, both privately and publicly. <laughs> Some would say necessary. Yeah. Good, good is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, um, yeah. there's no, there's no, there's a certain sort of bravery on social media where people just think they can say whatever without any consequences. And I think it happens in real life too, like real life off screen, but, um, it's just, yeah, it's it's just mind-boggling. I'm just, sorry, I just read a comment from Haven. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's quite the journey, um, both privately and publicly. People feel like they can have the confidence or be brave to say things um, and then get offended when you try to call them out or when you block them and then they message you again saying, hey, why did you block me from, or why did you delete my comment? Well, you know. <laughs> safe space. We're trying to make it safe here and accepted. And, you know, I try to echo what I believe the cause of the community should be on my, on my personal account. So why should that not carry through on social media? So, um, Tori, I don't know where you stand with all that, but, uh, 
Wow. Go on, friends. <laughs> Let her tell you. <laughs> Let me just let me get my list. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. I don't get a lot of you know negative comments, um, but ones that I do. I mean, I've gotten comments about like my teeth or something. Like, when are you gonna fix them? It's like, give me ten thousand dollars and I will, you know, and. I, it's just like little things like that, but what happens more for me is like, um, people thinking that they have a right to my time, um, and feeling, uh, like I'm doing something bad when I don't give them my time and how that can escalate into mm -hmm. scary things. Um, so that's sort of my experience is that just being so available is both a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> because I get to, you know, talk to people and, um, like, be there for people. But then uh, I also can't act like I'm not online sometimes when people are trying to reach me. Uh, and you just have to block and you have to restrict. Um, and that's not fair, you know? It's sort of like how when people leave a negative comment, it's like, oh, well, you put yourself on the internet, so this is what you signed up for. It's like, I didn't sign anything, actually. Uh, I'm just doing something that I like. So, what? <laughs> like, how? Why does that mean that you get to be mean to me? That's such a lame excuse. Um, yeah. You're just so. trying to exist. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you guys feel like there's a certain point? Yeah, and I hear this a lot too, where it's, well, that if you build it, they will come. Like, you're the one that's putting yourself out there, so then you should then be subjected to this type of, of behavior that's obviously not okay, whether it's in, in either one of your cases. JS, you had some issues with some of the comments from Fan Expo, and, and I've certainly gotten my fair share of it as well over the course of the four or five years that I've been doing this. That one's not right for you, or you're too skinny, or you, whatever the case may be. Um, so you feel like, so So how do we get to a point then where this is not, like, do we name and shame? Do we call people out? Like, where do we get to where we can get to a point where we don't have to put up with this anymore? That it's not enough that just because we're putting ourselves out there, that doesn't invite this. That's not what this platform is for. We're all here to connect and share things that we love. And we should be able to do that without all these ridiculous repercussions. What do we have to do to change the conversation so that this kind of bullshit stops and we can move on? JS, you look deep in thought over there. What do you think? I, I've kind of said this to you one time and, and you didn't like my answer. Here we go. <laughs> um, that's, why we get, that's why we do this podcast. If we agreed on everything, this would suck. So. I, uh, I, I, I feel like you know, if you're doing it back to them, then you know better than them. That's the one thing, right? The whole name and shame thing, I get it. Sometimes it feels good to say, ha ha, back at you, but then you know better than them, right? That's that's my first thing. Um, you're right that it's not right. People don't have the right to tell you nonsense or, or treat you like dirt just because You've put yourself out there. That's a bullshit fucking reason. I'm not putting myself out there. I'm doing something that I like. If you don't like it, then move on. At the same time, I know that there's always going to be those people. I know that there's always going to be those assholes and those trolls and those perverts and those whatever you want to call them. And 
I, 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 are you gonna all, are you gonna be able to get rid of it all? Are you gonna be able to change the way people act on social media? I don't think that we will be able to. So I think we have to at one point be able to. I don't want to say ignore it, but we have to be able to get rid of it. You have to be able to push it out. The flip side of that is is you can't not expect it these days. You know it's going to happen. If you're on social media, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to get it. If you're putting yourself out there, you're going to get it. You have to expect it. Somehow, as much as it's not right, we're not going to – I don't think there's going to ever be a way to stop it completely. Um, so we, we have to be able to come part of it. There you go. You got, got it. it. No, you yeah. got it. Come part of it. Anyway, that word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it. And, and, you know, take yourself out of the equation and, 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 and being able to understand that if you're going to be on social media, that what you're doing on social media is a show. It is a character. It is a and, – and you have to be able to separate. I think you have to be able to separate yourself a little bit from it. Because it's always going to come. That's the way I see it. But I don't know. Um, what do you two think? Uh, <laughs> I, think I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Our esteemed um, guests. My biggest thing, it takes a lot of courage to call out that behavior. Um, but I think it's really important to address it if you can or feel safe enough to in the moment. Um, it's, it's hard because... It becomes a mob mentality really quick if you don't agree with something and then you share it in your story or mm -hmm. you post about it or you send it to a few friends and they blow it up it becomes a witch hunt and really what's that helping in the long run so i agree with you about it it becomes a full circle a cycle of, of hate which doesn't help the situation in the long run um but again addressing it you know that behavior is not right it's not accepted here it's not welcome here um I think if more people did something like that, it would help. It would help, I guess, balance the numbers and say, like, in terms of realizing that there's not so many trolls as there is the community, like that sticking together. So if we call out the trolls, then maybe the trolls wouldn't feel so comfortable mm -hmm. um, breaking those boundaries and and um, saying the things that they're saying or doing the things that they're doing. Um, And, and I feel like that's an important key right there is, is being able to call it out on the spot. Somebody does something that is wrong, you need to be able to tell that person, hey, that's wrong. Like, you can't say that. Or you can't do that to people. Or you, you can't come up to me and touch me if I don't know you. You know, you can't come into my feed and start, you know, calling me names because you don't like my opinion on the Book of Boba Fett, for crying out loud. You know, um, yeah, I think you're right. That's a big, that's a big part of it. And, and I feel like that's also going to show you who the trolls are versus who the people that yeah. maybe just don't think, just being idiots and they don't think. And then when you call them out, they're like, oh, well, I'm sorry. Maybe I didn't, oh, I didn't realize that what I was saying or, well, educate yourself and learn. The people that are just going to keep doubling down, well, those you know are the trolls. Those are the people that, you know what, then exactly. get lost, right? Yeah, I agree. I think um, I think there's two parts to it, you know. it's I don't like to give them attention because that's why they're commenting. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to just send them away 
and have them go to someone else and do the same thing until they get the result that they want. Um, so I think there's two parts, you know, it's saying, hey, that's not great, don't do that. And then ignoring them, blocking them, whatever. Because um, I don't want to give them that attention. They don't deserve it. True enough. True enough. What about you? It's hard, man. It's hard to change the conversation, especially on social media where it's evolving all the time too, where the conversation's already changing in so many different ways. Um, I don't know, man. I would like to see us get back to sharing stuff we love and and other and our friends celebrating it. That's to me. That's 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 the essence, especially Instagram. I feel like that's kind of what we're doing on Instagram. It's it's a almost a purely visual media, and now with the reels and such too, and and even same with TikTok. It, it's we're we're more into the visuals now than we were before. I feel like Twitter and Facebook were more for telling people. I had a great day and this is the sandwich that I ate. My dog's name is Ben and whatever, you know, like that's, that's what that was for. And I think that generation still uses that for that reason. But now, especially with Instagram, I don't, I stopped watching stories on Instagram almost completely because the stories were either hatred, vitriol, or people trying to forward their agendas, whatever that agenda is, good or bad, political or non-political. Or if they had shit to fling, it was in the stories. Like, it was rarely in post. It's all stories. So the, the stories got to a point where they're bumming me out so, so much. I just don't watch them anymore. I just go through the posts. And even then, the posts are getting to a point. So I don't know. I think I would like to get back to blocking, reporting, calling out, whatever you need to do. Collectively, let's encourage people. Post the stuff you love, and let's all celebrate the stuff that, they, that they're posting. Let's not... Marianne touched on it earlier. It's not a contest, guys. We're not in a competition. We're all just putting on goofy shit on the weekends and taking pictures of ourselves and posting it on the internet. Can we not just love that, that we're doing that? I don't care that JS's Predator is better than any cosplay I have ever done or will ever do. I can celebrate that and tell mm -hmm. him that he looks like he just walked off the set of the movie, for God's sakes. Why can't it be that? Why do I have to sit here and go, hmm, he's just better than mine and I'm not going to be able to... What's the point, man? Just celebrate it. Just celebrate each other. Just try to move the conversation that way. And hopefully more and more people will get on board. Are you still going to have your trolls and your assholes? Yes. I think you make a good point, by the way, JS. I think sometimes perception is reality for a lot of people. And I, and I think for some people, they don't understand. The intention is obviously not to troll or to be hurtful or to demand too much of time or to approach someone inappropriately. But they have to be told that that's inappropriate. Because in their perception, they're like, no, this is fine. So if you don't tell them, you know what, that's not okay, they'll be like, oh, shit, my intention wasn't that. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to do this. But so, yeah, so the communication piece is obviously clear, but just just move it to like, hey, man, let's all be cool with each other and stop being dicks. You made a bit of a point there, and, and, and it was one of the things that I wanted to touch on. I feel like mm -hmm. social media has been weaponized. A just a little, yeah. <laughs> In 2022. Holy shit. Social media has been weaponized. And, um, you know, it's very, very easy for somebody, like you were saying earlier, Jeff, that has 3 million followers to say one thing and all of a sudden it's it's a shit show, right? It's the, like, you know, man, you were saying it's the mob mentality. It's it's let's all get on this person's back just because that one person said something, whether it's true or not, right? And that's the problem with social media. It doesn't have to be true anymore. It doesn't matter if it's true mm -hmm. anymore. Do you guys feel like maybe we need to, this is going to sound funny, but do we need to disconnect 
to actually be able to reconnect with people? Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? Because if we disconnect right now, we're not having this conversation. And <laughs> you guys are some of my favorite people on planet Earth. So my heart. that makes it tough, right? I don't want to. I don't want to not talk to you guys. I don't want to see you guys. I don't want not want to interact with you guys. I've taken social media breaks before, and I think it's helpful. But I don't want to get to a point where like I'm going to delete all my stuff for a month. Screw that, man. I would miss you guys. There's people I talk to every day that I absolutely love and adore. Michael Icon. He, he's with us pretty much every week, just like Victoria was. He's one of my best friends on social media. I've met him a couple of times. We always hang out. We have a good time. But I'm just going to go a month without talking to that dude. I can't, man. I wish I could, but I can't do it. What about you guys down there? Could you give up social media and take that break, take that disconnection for a bit? It's <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> stunned I, silence. I couldn't take uh, like a full-out break, but I think it is really important to set boundaries and healthy boundaries with yourself, uh, whether it be you know a couple hours a day or a day, or you set some time aside to take some time away from the screen because you're always being fed with negativity or positivity, whatever it is, but you're you're giving yourself up to that all the time. And I don't know about you guys, but I have more than one device, clearly. I mean, I have at least two. I have many, um, but those are constantly on all the time. So you're always getting that blast of whatever it is in your face, in your brain, in your noggin. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it's important to take breaks. And I think it's important to take that time to disconnect from social media, but reconnect with other things. Um, not even just other people, but just other passions and hobbies that you might enjoy, or just taking that time for yourself. Um, but you're you're right, Jeff. Like, I don't know if I could be for too long because most of my friends, I think all my communication right now is done through social media. So um, I, I don't think I could step away for too long yeah. because, I mean, the three of you are my friends. But like, yeah, the, my my community, my my support group, really, my rocks are through social media right now. So. I don't know if I could be away for long, but um, definitely setting healthy boundaries is something I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find that balance, but that's difficult. It's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the pandemic, right? I mean, there's, there's been so much of the last two years we couldn't physically see people even when we wanted to. So the, the, the social media at least helped us stay in communication with the people that are close mm -hmm. to us and that we love and such. Victoria, what do you think? Could you take a break? Could you Could you be away for a month or six months or a year or whatever? Um, I've taken breaks before, um, but it hasn't done anything because here I am again. Uh, and I think that <laughs> I think that what's more important—it's true, right? I'm right no, here. absolutely. <laughs> uh, what's more important is you know recognizing what parts of social media are not helpful to you and what are not healthy for you, and removing those instead of social media as a whole. Because like you said, there are positive parts to that and why would you want to take something positive out of your life? So for me, that was Twitter. Twitter is, mm -hmm. pardon my French, a shit show. And so I just, I don't look at Twitter anymore. That was and now I have a... <laughs> the resident French guy <laughs> is giving you, giving you the gears for it not being French. Pardon I was me? seriously saying, pardon my French, I'm like, oh, is he gonna let this go or is he gonna jump in here? You couldn't be nice. You couldn't be nice. Um, yeah, so I just don't go on Twitter anymore. Um, but I do think that there are lots of good reasons for people to take breaks from social media, especially because I think Jeff mentioned it before, like, you never see the, the things that people delete off their phones that they never post, you know? 
And that really messes with people because they think, wow, everyone else is perfect and I'm not. I have all these things that I have to delete. It's like, no, you're not the only one. Everyone is deleting things. Um, so that's where it can get really unhealthy. Real quick. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Di di diaconid? Diac whatever. Diaconid. Mm -hmm. I'll, say, I'll say that way. Uh, I had a question. Uh, is the social media where the people slash friends uh, or simply the messenger in the app? I think I think I think the question is, do you guys consider social media Facebook or is Facebook Messenger also social media? To me, those are two different things, very different things, because Facebook Messenger is almost mm -hmm. like my text messaging now. It's where I actually communicate with people. Facebook is where I post stuff. So for me, those are two very, very different things. I, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, they're two separate entities for sure. Uh, question for the group. Uh, what advice would you have for the for our younger generation before they become involved in social media? Jennifer's asking. Hey, Victoria, that seems like a pretty good one for you to hand. Uh, you are the youngest one in the group, so. It's true. It's true. Um, I, uh, I think what's important is to know, uh, like, the truth behind social media. Like I said, like, what people are deleting before they post things. Because um, I've worked with kids that literally were born when Snapchat was a thing. And uh, it, you can really see how it messes with their um, view of reality uh, in that they don't really have a view of reality. They have a view of Snapchat. Um, so I think, mm -hmm. I think what's important is to just have that, like, tell kids that social media is not what life is. You know what I mean? Because they don't know that right now. They're learning life through social media. Um, it's only a part of life. It's not an actual place that you go to. Um, yeah, make that distinction. It's really important. <laughs> um, agreed. Marianne, so, what do you think? Uh, advice. Um, advice. Uh, um, advice. Like you said, it's, social media is a filtered perception of reality. So um, everything can be skewed or manipulated just like the intended audience or unintended audience. So uh, being mindful of what's out there um, is being put out there for a purpose and we don't know what the purpose is for um, good intentions, bad intentions or whatnot. But um, on top of what Tori said, I would also say um, keep your set boundaries for yourself, whether it be with people that add, that you add into your social, social circle that 10 times fast. Um, or your time with on social media, I think nope. um, knowing what you're getting into before you sign up is really important. So um, definitely taking the time before you just jump in with two feet would be helpful. I think I would probably caution any young person first getting into social media to try to avoid some of the easy pitfalls to get into, in particular getting too deeply involved in, in politics and agenda-driven stuff, because it can, it can end up being all-consuming, but even worse is you can end up being on the wrong side of history in a lot of this stuff. Too many, I find a lot of 
and I don't mean to be smirched the younger generation, but I feel like kind of back to what I was talking about with the virtual virtue signaling, something will become popular to talk about or popular to hate on or popular to celebrate. And a lot of people jump on board and it becomes a movement and it becomes an agenda that's being pushed through social media. And then it turns out that that's awful or it's terrible or it's bad or it's harmful or it's whatever. But because you didn't really look into it, because you just kind of like, oh, this really cool person, this influencer said that this was bad and we should target this. And then you just jumped on board. Those are the kind of things I think I would sit down with the younger generation and caution against. This was supposed to be, oh, JS is frozen on the best. Oh, <laughs> sorry. It was just brief, but it was great. He had this half lived thing going on. Look, when he was asleep, it was awesome. There you go. Um, I, think I, I think I would try to do that. I think I would try to educate them to, to utilize social media uh, for what that's supposed to be, to socialize. And if you want to get into some sort of rhetoric or some sort of dogma or some sort of political agendas, do some thorough research uh, before you start going down those paths and just jumping on. Like somebody posted an infograph, some person from Ottawa posted an infograph of whatever. You're like, yeah, I'm going to share that because that's totally speaking to me. You have no idea what the source is. You have no idea where that came from. You're just hey, they said it, so I'm going to say it. And the next thing you know, everybody's saying it, and it's terrible, and it's wrong, and it's awful, and it's hurting people. But So try to avoid those pitfalls, guys. Just just use it for what it's supposed to be. Social, meet so, just be social and nice and talk and have fun and share cool shit and pictures of your dog. Right? What about yeah. you, Jess? What do you, what do you think? Tough. I mean, not growing up in an era of social media. I didn't grow up with social media around me, obviously. So it's hard to imagine what it's like for kids these days growing up in that world. Um, so it, it, it's tough. That being said, I feel like there's kind of two sides to it, to social media, if you will. There is the connecting with people and having a Facebook and having, you know, friends and so on. But then there's also the wanting to make money off of it, wanting to turn that into a business. And I'm seeing kids do it more and more, starting YouTube channels, Twitch streaming. Um, some kids who are millionaires before they reach 18. Other kids who it's completely ruined their lives. Um, personally, I, you know, if... My kids didn't have any Facebook until they were much older. My youngest, who is now 15, just now has Facebook this year. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, I feel like there's too much wrong with social media for kids. But that's just me. If I could keep kids completely away from it and have them grow outside of the world of social media, the world of being social with actual people, I think we would be in a much better place, but that's just me. That's fair. Here's what I want to do right now, because we have spent the last 20 minutes probably mostly ganging up on the, the, the perils and the evils of social media. I want each one of you to think about one super positive experience that you've had as a direct result of social media and give us that Coles Notes quick story of of what that really positive thing that happened to you on social media that had you walking on cloud nine or that ended up helping somebody or whatever the case may be. I'm going to keep rambling a little bit to give you guys time to think. But I don't think, need to think that, about it. Think about that positive experience. No, JS is going to lead us off. Give it to us. JS. Yeah. Hit me. It's the geeks and company. Yeah, dude. That simple. 
Um, if it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't have started my YouTube channel, even though I only have a couple followers. Um, it's given me the opportunity to actually meet and connect with real people. Um, funny enough, saying that, yeah, exactly. We keep saying that, you know, I, I, you, you're connecting with people you don't know, but in my case, it's actually let me connect and, and, and meet with real people. You know, all of you guys included. Uh, if it wasn't for the Geeks and Company, I wouldn't know any, well, I, I'd still know Jeff, but I wouldn't know uh, Marianne and Victoria. Uh, I, I never would have met uh, Ben Eady. I never would have met Evil Ted Smith. I never would have met Mike, I never would have met. Mm -hmm. Lindsay, I never would. The list goes on and on and on. Debbie and Tim. And, you know. Oh, yeah. Our little Trekkies group. Yeah. 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 That's, 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 yeah we that's have an actual one. Trekkies group on Instagram now where we yeah. send ourselves memes and. Yeah, it's great. Where, yeah. where I try not to talk shit about Discovery. Uh, <laughs> you, you watch your filthy whore mouth, sir. Smack me now, but yeah. yeah, I mean, point is, is, is that for me, the big positive has been that is, even though it hasn't brought me anything as far as a financial gain, the Geeks and Company is not a business in that sense for me. It's a hobby, but it has let me meet a bunch of people that I otherwise wouldn't have. My buddy Stu is like, yeah, but would that. you admit to knowing Jeff, though? Well, the the, the finger is for the finger is for Stu. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just for you, Stewie. Just for you, buddy. Uh, do either one of you want to jump in? Have you guys have you guys yeah. thought of your positive experience, um, Mary? And you're nodding emphatically. Why don't you go ahead? Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, I decided to create a virtual comic in the span of five days. And um, it was a wild roller coaster. I don't know why I signed up myself up for that, but uh, I did it. <laughs> and luckily, I had two friends jump on on day three and four. So um, when it, at that point, Toronto Comic Con was supposed to be happening, March Toronto Comic Con, uh, it canceled that week. Uh, I decided, hey, we still need a con because what the heck? I miss it. Um, and my con before that was Hitchner Comic Con. So there was a good few months there, or a month in there that I was like, I need something. Um, so we together created this space on Instagram, on Discord, where I connected with people from around the world. I met other cosplayers, other artists, um, had actual real conversations, got back into the love of D&D. &D. Um, I ended up DMing for an after-con event, um, and that was the best time ever. Tori and I became closer at that point, because um, Tori was jumping on the bandwagon really quick, which was awesome. Um, so it, it, you know, a lot of good friends came out of that situation. Um, and, you know, that's three years ago now. And I'm still talking to other vendors and artists and people that were struggling during the pandemic and probably, you know, still might be because of the situation is not really changing. But um, we created that community of support and also of, um, of love for the pop culture era. So that was a lot of fun. So kind of like um, the podcast, I mean, um, same vibes. I got to meet you guys and, you know, get to have these conversations, which normally I wouldn't have these conversations with anyone, really. Uh, so, yeah. Definitely uh, Tommy Graham and, yeah, social media is great for that. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> Victoria. Wow. Um, for me, it's that I have gotten to be very open about <clears throat> my mental health struggles 
um, and how I not overcome them, but how I deal with them and how I process them. And, um, you know, it's allowed me to connect with a lot of people who have related to things that I've said. And um, something that I really love is giving advice for what I've done that helps me um, and have people, you know, message me and say, hey, I tried that thing and it really helped and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to cry, you know? <laughs> and uh, so that's, that's really special. And that's something that I never would have been able to experience. It would have just been me in my room just feeling anxious. But now, now it's me in my room feeling anxious and feeling good sometimes. Hey, yeah. Perfectly balanced is all things should be. I that reference. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. You shouldn't be on this channel if you didn't understand that reference. Uh, I think for me, and yeah, and it's funny too, because over five years I've had just an utterly ridiculous amount of positive experiences. Um, and that's why I kind of wanted you guys to talk about it a little bit. But uh, the one that stands up for me kind of bridges the gap between both. So someone messaged me. I made a post on Facebook on my, mm -hmm. whatever you call your your business page, I guess, on Facebook, talking about how I was starting to do Christmas parties and birthday parties and anniversaries and all that kind of stuff. And I had someone reach out to me and they wanted, uh, their son was turning five or six, I don't remember which, but they wanted to have Captain America at the birthday party. And this is pre-pandemic. And so we talked through and I, you know, got a sense of what they were after and what they wanted. And we talked about, you know, price and timing and everything else. And then I went and you know what the coolest part about a group of five and six year olds is? They think you're actually Captain America. Yeah, they think you're the real Captain they America. They actually think you're Captain America. When you guys sort of get to the, like in the nine, 10 and 11s, they're like, ah, you're not the guy. And I'm like, no, I know. But five and six and seven year olds, yeah, they think you're the guy. So I got to spend two hours with about a dozen, maybe 15, five, six and seven year olds. And they had the experience of their lives up until that point because they think they got to meet the real Captain America. And I did nothing to disillusion them of that thing we actually sat down in the in the living room and we read a book a captain america because he was such a giant captain america fan he had a book like a comic book but like in bigger form of captain america and each time captain america would do something on the page the birthday boy would be like so you did that right so what was that like so he was like quizzing me on all the different things like oh you pushed that guy right and then what yeah no, no 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 it was the cutest most adorable thing that's ever happened to me before and it doesn't happen if there's no social media, if I don't respond to that person, if I don't have that page up that I don't have. So whenever something like that can happen and that can sort of <laughs> make you realize how amazing an experience you can have. And that's just one of dozens of things like that that's happened to me over social media. And yeah, dude, that makes it all worthwhile. That 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 helps with the, the crap that uh, we have to deal with sometimes. Marianne, there's no crying on the podcast. I, I, I want to take a break here. Is there at any point a time where you just say, you know what, I'm going to mess with the kid and say, you know, you know what, this is not actually how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't want to ruin the experience for them to that level. Anyway, it was bad enough that, but I guess the boy woke up the next day and turned to his mother and said, do you remember that time Captain America came to my birthday party? So I was like, you know what, that's all good for me, man. I, my, my, yeah, mic drop. my work here is done. I don't have to do anything else. This is the pinnacle of my cosplay existence. <laughs> We've been on for over an hour. Uh, uh, frankly, I lost track of time a little bit there. Um, there was a bunch, again, a bunch of stuff I wanted to touch on that we never really even got close to. That's uh, what happens when you're having a good conversation. Right. Uh, 
But you know, being that we have been on for you know over an hour now, you know, old man here needs to uh, get to bed shortly because he does work very, very, very. I just got the snarkiest look from Victoria down there. Like, wow, yeah. See, look at the look at the attitude I'm getting down there. (laughs) Someone's debut on the podcast, and I'm bringing a whole lot of attitude to it. I don't know, man. That's. To be fair, Marianne also has to yeah. go because she's got a rehearsal, I believe, that she's got to get. Is it a rehearsal that you got to get to? Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. So it's not so just me this person, time. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. You uh, maybe pitch that for oh, us uh, then uh, before we sign off. Um, in London, Ontario, I am staying uh, and with all the COVID policies and requirements, we're doing like groups of eight at the most. Um, and it's a cast of 40. So it's very slow process. Um, it's only rehearsal oh, wow. number wow. three yeah. of everything. Um, but it's a lot of fun. It opens May 5th, um, which is real timing because May the 4th is right before that. And I have a Star Wars wedding to go to. So my May is busy. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. Hell yeah. yeah May the 4th so be with you. To 15th is a show. But that's where I'll be running off to after this. Sweet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Damn, I want to go to a Star Wars wedding. I've never been oh, to a Star so, Wars wedding. Uh, Are you dressing up in the whole deal? Also the one that made the bride's dress, and it's um, Sith Empire emblems around the bottom of her dress that I hand embroidered. Um, all of our bouquets are in lightsaber nice. hilts, and um, we all have black Converse shoes with the Sith Empire emblems uh, on them. And then we all get um, officer hats as part of our. So it's very much a Sith-oriented wedding. Uh, there is going to be stormtroopers. It's going to be a great time. I'm very excited about it. Sith, come on, I know. man. <laughs> I know. Come on. Yeah. What about you, Victoria? Is there anything you want to plug while you're here? Uh, no. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Sweet. Well, how about you plug your social media since uh, we're talking about social media today, although everybody in here is basically – your followers, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. I got Instagram, as you can see, because you're watching it right there. Uh, and I got TikTok, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> What's your TikTok, Victoria? Is it the same? It, yeah, it's the same as the Instagram. There you go. Underscore the underscore dark underscore side underscore. Yep. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, just slaving away on, uh, on, spoiler alert, my boy Cobb Vanth was uh, on the Book of Boba Fett yesterday. Uh, I will not, uh, yeah, I will not, that's all I'm going to say. So that's one of the cosplays that I've been planning, and I was pretty like, I don't know. How are you going to do that to me now? No, I know. Yeah, I know. Um, Damn it. And it's a cosplay that I, I had announced I was doing and I was already looking into, but uh, seeing him uh, last night really fueled the fire. So I've been I've spent the entire day just trying to hunt down the belt and the gun and everything. I have the pants, I have the shirt, I have the scarf. So yeah, we're 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 starting to come together and and get it done. So that's that's been that's been pretty much yeah. So I think I've got my lineup pretty much set for. Oh, and I've been getting progress pictures for uh, Black Widow. So uh, when I do the gender bed Black Widow in March. And I think I was talking to my buddy my, Michael there earlier today. Uh, March Toronto Comic Con, so we're we're crossing our fingers that it's going to happen. However, my hotel and travel are booked, so whether the con happens or not, 
I'm just going to go. And I know there's going to be a few people that are going to go. And if we all get together and we take some cool, fun pictures and still, you know, masks and social distance and all that stuff, I think that would be super, super cool. So if you're going to be in the GTA area, March 18th to 20th, whether there's a con or not, we'll do our own damn con. So uh, we'll have a little hotel con and we'll have some fun. So yeah, we should totally do that. We should actually uh, film some. Be there, be square. Yes, hundred percent. You and I actually, you know what you fun. and I should do is you and I should do a live one of these like together. We should like sitting <gasps> together. So and doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. actually funny to say that because Rob actually came up with that. Yeah. Um, mm. I, I, don't quote me on this, everybody, but uh, um, Mr. Cosplay Alliance has been talking about getting a booth for Fan nice. Expo. He's been yeah. Like two or three years now. Yep. And we were thinking about, well, hey, we should do a podcast live yeah. from right the Fan Expo floor. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Well, next week's guest uh, may be able to help facilitate that at, uh, at, at that con as well. So, well, yeah. So, so we'll, cool. we'll and, get to and, that. You know, being able to actually do a podcast live with the crowd behind us would be amazing. So, yeah, Agreed. that'd be fun. Yep. Yeah. What about you, JS? Anything you want to plug? Anything you're working on? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I've semi-finished my workshop. Mm. I've seen uh, it. It's dope. Awesome pictures. Yeah. yeah. It's very uh, really cool. I am uh, working on lighting. Mm -hmm. When I'm filming videos, when I'm filming builds, it'll actually look half decent. With some uh, it's funny that you uh, mentioned uh, Megan. Uh, I, I was actually exchanging with her on the cloaks. Oh. Victoria's uh, lagging on. Um, she lagged on a good on a good on shot the, though. She's all frozen, but she's all like all posed like. Mm, what's yeah, it's like. <laughs> it's all good. It's all We're all good. Um, so I, I was speaking with Megan about uh, the uh, Nazgul mm. cosplays. Uh, unfortunately, I think that the cost involved in going that route is going to keep a lot of people out. Yeah. And me included, uh, unfortunately, boss. Sorry yeah, about that. So I've been rethinking that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, I, Rob's going to be here tomorrow. So we can discuss a little yeah, bit. Yeah, mull it over. There. Yep, that's um, true. Um, because I, I, I still want to do something, but mm -hmm. if it's not going to work for everybody, then what's the point, right? Um, no, of course. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be talking too much about it because I don't. I really don't know what route we're going to go yet. Uh, even if uh, uh, Toronto Comic Con happens at this point, I don't even know if I'll have a costume for Comic Con. Uh, Rob's saying, "Well, let's just go back in Predators, and maybe we could do that." But or you could do Revan, or you could do Red Hood. You got costumes. I mean, it doesn't have, have to be a new one every time. Well, I mean, I probably pay like forty pounds more than I used to right before the pandemic. So. Uh, We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll see what we do, but right. either way, we'll we'll be there. We might just might not get. Uh, we just might not be dressing up, but we'll see. That's okay too. Yeah. No pressure on that either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe we'll just go and film, right? And and it'll it'll make uh, it'll make drinking beers that much easier. Oh, I do actually want to maybe pitch a little something that everybody should keep an eye out for. Uh, we have lost Victoria on the live. I don't know if if. You're joining back on. That's okay. No, that's no, okay. Um, We're wrapping up anyway. You're uh, uh, are taking the footage that we filmed at Fan Expo last year. 
And then we are filming interviews with me, Rob. Um, Jeff is going to give us a little bit of footage. Um, Loki Quinn Cosplay is going to give us a little bit of footage. Uh, uh, Darkly Design may be giving us a little bit of footage. Ben Eady may be giving us a little bit of footage. And we're going to be building a documentary-style day at Fan Expo. Cool. Nice. Oh, that should be fairly neat. We actually have a, a student in video production editing this for us. Um, so I cannot wait to see the rough cut. But that's going to be coming over the next couple months. So that Sweet. should be pretty. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, like I was saying earlier, this is likely the footage we're going to be using for the podcast uh, because, you know, we were too deep in thought. And, and, and well, I, I didn't start recording till like, 20 minutes in. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Make sure you click that subscribe button. It's completely free, and it'll make sure you never miss any uploads. But thanks for watching. Stay geeky, everybody, and we'll see you next time. I also do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I also do.